You're listening to Lifelong Learning on ReachMD. The following program was recorded at the 2018 Annual Meeting for the Alliance for Continuing Education in the Health Professions. Here is your host, Alicia Sutton. So welcome. We are broadcasting from the Alliance for Continuing Education in the Health Professions at their annual meeting in Orlando, Florida. And I have guests with me today who are going to talk about something very important when they present here, achieving patient satisfaction through culturally sensitive communication. So that's really very important. Please introduce yourselves and let us know your vantage point from your own cultural backgrounds. I'm Samar Abul Saud. I am a physician by training. I'm an internal medicine associate professor in Cairo University and in Qatar University Medical School. I'm also the chief executive officer for the Qatar Council for Healthcare Practitioners and that the regulatory authority for healthcare professionals in the state of Qatar. And I am glad I'm with you today. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Awesome. I'm Miriam Ullmann. I'm from Switzerland. I'm working for the AO Foundation, which is a global organization. We do education for orthopedic spine, maxillofacial, and veterinarian surgeons. And we have been seeing a lot of, or working with a lot of different cultures. So this is one of the reasons why we started to deepen our knowledge and our skills in regard to cultural competence and awareness. Excellent. So give us kind of a big picture here on cultural competency. Are we getting better at it? That's a very difficult question to answer, really. We are definitely improving, and the understanding of cultural sensitivity issues and cultural competence at the level of healthcare team, care providers, as well as patients, definitely changed. Thanks to lots of research and studies and, for, and thanks to the interest of the healthcare systems in general to achieve satisfaction, patient satisfaction in different ways, not only in deepening the knowledge, the medical knowledge and the clinical skills of those who provide care, but also other soft skills, including the cultural competence and cultural sensitivity. So I am an Egyptian and I work in Qatar and I've been privileged to work in other countries as well in the West. So I think I've seen over the years lots of changes and lots of appreciation of the importance of cultural awareness and professionals spending more time improving their cultural competence, Mm -hmm. ensuring that they are doing the right thing with their patients. We still need to do more. We still need to have a better understanding that it is not bits and pieces. It's a more like a holistic approach and a more like a full picture that should be seen. And it's not a stereotyping kind of thing. Right. It's understanding the different cultures of patients for the sake of providing the best for them and ensuring their compliance and adherence to treatment options and definitely for patient outcomes. Right, for improving that. And Miriam, in your organization, are you focusing on the behaviors of the practitioner and improving that side? Obviously, patients are the beneficiary of that, but are you focusing on kind of the models of trying to find a way to instill that cultural competency? Yeah, we actually, we do different things since being a global organization gives you challenges anyway. So when we develop education, we always include physicians from all different regions that we do. And it's always a question between globalization and localization, right? How far do we go and what to consider? And so we started a few years ago with our network because they come from so many different cultures actually with more pragmatic approaches. So we would run some workshops involving all these different physicians coming from all these different cultures. 
And what we found is that with the models, the difficulties, they are all coming usually from one culture, right? So they, most of the models are very Western-based, which we just discussed before. It's a problem already Middle East. is usually, even if we would think that they are very Westernized, but there are many differences. So I think that's one of the issues with the models. Yeah. Briefly coming back to your question before, if we do better, I think we do. If we go back to research in education, we find there is a lot of research around about communication, cultural awareness, sensitivity, also patient-centered research. So I think we go in the right direction. We need to stay pragmatic, I think, at least from my experience. There might be some models that would work, but I think the models somehow would need to be developed by multicultural groups. Teams. Otherwise, they right. won't work. No, that makes sense. And in your environment, are you seeing different models being applied or where that is evolving into? Yeah, so um, we have a very interesting thing in Qatar. Qatar is a small country, as you know, and we depend hugely on expats as a workforce in healthcare and in other areas as well. But uh, speaking about healthcare, uh, we have physicians, nurses, dentists, pharmacists coming from all over the world with their different models of dealing with uh, patients mm -hmm. in when it comes to cultural understanding. And the same applies for patients, which makes it even more complicated, you know. So our cutter is mainly expats. So they are the huge population compared to the citizens, the Qatari citizens. So this is a challenge for us and this made us in the Qatar Council for Healthcare Practitioners which is the regulatory authority as I said and this is responsible of licensing, medical education, the fitness to practice of healthcare practitioners. So uh, this made us decide that we do need to do more work in ensuring healthcare professionals are culturally competent, especially when they are first introduced to the workforce in Qatar right. or the workplace. So we are currently working in a project of developing a cultural competence module. And this module is aims at ensuring the competence of healthcare professionals at areas of cultural competences and sensitivity. And we are thinking to have this as an introductory model, a mandatory introductory model for professionals when they come to join the sector and get licensed first time, but also as a continuous professional development module for healthcare, available for healthcare professionals who want to improve their skills in healthcare, wow. in, in cultural competence anytime. And it's also essential for them as we now have the continuous professional development as a mandatory requirement for healthcare, for licensing, maintenance, and renewal as well. Right. So it's something that would send a message and emphasize of the importance of cultural competence. When you have the regulator telling professionals that you need to do more work and we are supporting this as regulators, mm -hmm. it's a, I think it's a very strong message. I think so too. It's clearly improving to have that as part of the CPD curriculum mm -hmm. to bring in. So you have a, an hour-long presentation and are there some key takeaways you want to leave with us that you are hoping to impart to your participants here? Yeah, I mean, one thing is I think it's to, for everyone to get the awareness that that's an important topic and that it can actually it can be embedded in every education activity you do and it actually starts with ourselves and how we behave 
with different people, with different cultures, genders, races, religions. I think that's one of the important messages and I think that's the strength of the three of us. We miss here one of our colleagues, Chitra. She's originally from India. She lives in the US since many years and we work so well together. So it's possible. I think that's one of the important messages. Yeah, so it comes from inside first, doesn't it? Take, take a look inside first before we go out. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I think one important message is that culture is not only religion or it's not only ethnicity, it's not only the language you speak, it's not your color, it's not your beliefs, it's all of the above. As I said, it's holistic understanding of what really affects your interaction and your understanding of different things in life and would have you accept what you are offered by the healthcare provider. That's the only way you can really convince and persuade and gain the respect and confidence and trust of your patients. If you really approach them holistically, if you really try to reach out to them and understand. Culture is like the iceberg, so do not really look at the top and forget Mm -hmm. what's underneath. So it's really very important to dig deep inside and understand for each patient, it's not the same. Excellent, yeah. Well, thank you. You both have provided some great insights into this, and we appreciate your stopping by. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you. And we've been broadcasting from the Alliance for Continuing Education in Health Professions, and we're glad you could join us. Thank you. You've been listening to Lifelong Learning on ReachMD, featuring key insights from the Alliance's 2018 annual meeting. To download this podcast and others in this series, please visit reachmd.com slash lifelong learning.